0: Shoes, it's Jesus in the everyday me and you. The good news is
1: This is the Good News Station, WCNO Palm City.
2: This is Dave Freeland, your host on Sounds of Joy inviting you to listen Sunday mornings at six on WCNO-FM.
1: The Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks Access Able Designs and owner Alan Garrett for their underwriting support of this week's program.
0: Hello, my name is Alan Garrett, and I'm the owner of Access Able Designs. A diving accident 31 years ago changed my life physically in a way that left me quadriplegic. However, 15 years ago, I dove into Jesus Christ, which changed my life spiritually forever. The combination of the two have given me the unique opportunity to help others. At Access Able Designs, we offer a creative line of bathroom accessibility products, such as folding shower and bathtub benches, as well as our exclusive patented toilet transfer bench. Our products are commercial grade, stainless steel construction, and built to last, They're also available in custom sizes. Our line of ADA compliant swimming pool lifts are a big seller with hotels, commercial properties, and homeowners. Our products can be seen at accessabledesigns.com as well as my personal life story. I look forward to hearing from you. For more information, you can contact us at 877-853-7816. That number again is 877-853-7816.
3: What's Ed Myers' number? 772-342-0047 What's that again? 772-342-0047 I'm calling Ed Myers today. Maybe you could come to my housewarming party soon. I'll be there.
2: Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarbis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8, 32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you.
1: Take for yourself quality
2: spices, 500
1: shekels of liquid myrrh, half as much sweet-smelling cinnamon, 250 shekels, 250 shekels of sweet-smelling cane, 500 shekels of cassia, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, and a hen of olive oil. And you shall make from these a holy anointing oil, an ointment compounded according to the art of the perfumer. We have a King James Bible says, according to the art of apothecary. Everybody say apothecary. According to the art of the apothecary, it shall be a holy anointing oil. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the truth of your word this morning. Father, I thank you, God, for the ability, Lord, and the anointing on my life, God, to walk down the corridors of of the hearts of ladies and gentlemen this morning. Lord, I thank you for words, God, that cause change. Lord, I thank you that they're anointed of God. Lord, that your words, the words of the Spirit, God, that bring life. Lord, I thank you this morning, God, that we walk by faith, God, and we receive everything that you have for us. There are no distractions, Father. We cast down every high imagination that exalts itself against you. Lord, we're not distracted by the time on the wall. We're not distracted, God, by the people sitting next to us. But, Father, we're able to tune in and focus, God, on the truth that you so desperately want to deliver to our lives god that you want to see manifested in us to cause us to become more like you lord we declare that in the name of jesus and everybody said amen the scripture reference that god's talking about i was talking about the holy anointing oil is is this presence of god that comes on our lives and we're looking at the picture of it in the old testament and it, in God is God's trying to give a picture to us of what it is that makes the oil so anointed He gives us all the ingredients of the oil But what is it in the ingredients that cause the oil to be so anointed that makes the anointing? And one of the things that we understand about in the Old Testament is that the Old Testament was written in picture form in types and shadows and And that the children of Israel are actually a picture of the church to come and we see through the Old Testament, lessons that we need to learn and understand through the New Testament. Isn't that right? Amen. A lot of times what is hidden in the Old Testament gets revealed in the New Testament. A lot of things that, that we didn't quite grasp a hold of when we hear the stories in the Old Testament become evident as the New Testament is being taught. So when we study the Bible, we understand that everything in the Old Testament points to the revealing or the revelation that comes in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, they believed and they taught in the atonement. Everybody say the atonement. In the New Testament, Jesus came and he atoned for our sins once and for all. Isn't that right? So for 4,000 years, they taught on the atonement. And then Jesus came and became the atonement. Under the law of Moses, for 2,000 years, the day of atonement came every year. And the high priest would go into the Holy of Holies. He would go behind the curtain and he would atone for the sins of Israel. He would sacrifice A lamb, a lamb that was without spot, a lamb that was without blemish. He would sacrifice that lamb in the Holy of Holies for the nation of Israel for their sins. And now, praise God, we understand that Jesus came as the perfect lamb of God, the spotless lamb of God, and he he atoned for our sins once and for all. Therefore, he fulfilled the Old Testament in the New Testament. He revealed what was hidden in the Old Testament. It became a revelation in the New Testament. So that now we understand what it means to walk in that kind of freedom. Amen? So when we see references to the anointing oil in the Old Testament, it was a type or a shadow or a a painting or a picture of the anointing of the Holy Spirit that God would have for us in the New Testament. How many of you know that God told them to go and get it to, he said, boys, this is what I've come to tell you. I've spent three years of my life with you. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to get in that upper room, and I want you to pray, and I want you to stay there till you get what I got to give you. And that the Holy Spirit came on them with power, and there was a new anointing on their life. Come on. So the anointing of the Holy Ghost is the fulfillment of this anointing that we see in the Old Testament. It's the type in the shadow of the Old Testament that was revealed in the New Testament so the question is is what is it in my life that produces the anointing huh what is it that causes the anointing to be on my life or the anointing to be on your life how do we allow God how do we begin to allow God to fashion the anointing on our lives so that we're not the same people that we were the day before that we're advancing in the kingdom that we're moving into the things that that God has in our destinies amen Come on, somebody. So that, so that when you're talking to somebody about the Lord, you're not doing it out of your flesh or out of your know-how, but you're doing it under the anointing and the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. Mm. That you don't just move out of your knowledge or your own wisdom or your own understanding, but you really do move out of the power and out of the Spirit of God. Now, God's cool like that because He puts divine appointments in our lives all the time. I mean, all the time. We had a number of divine appointments this past week. Just amazing things happening by the power of the Holy Ghost. Couldn't have made it ever happen. The odds were astronomical. You got better odds of winning the lottery, some of the things that happened to us, me and Michael. I'm telling you. Anointing. Favor. Somebody say favor. Favor ain't fair. Favor is not fair. But the favor of the Lord is upon your life if you have the anointing of God in your life. Amen? Hmm. How many know when we cry for increase? God use me, God increase my business, God increase my influence, God increase the anointing on my life. God, 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 give me favor, increase the revelation that I have. How many of you know that when you begin to cry out for that kind of a thing and you begin to ask God for that kind of a thing, then God allows you to move into situations in your life. He allows situations to come into your lives that are really greater than your capacity to deal with. Hmm? Because how many know if you could deal with it? You wouldn't need God. Come on, somebody. And why he does that? Because it forces us into a place of dependency. It forces us into a place where we have to have faith. God will never allow you to live your life without faith. Your life in him cannot be done. It requires faith. To be a Christian it requires faith to walk in the anointing it requires faith to move in the things that God has for your destiny it requires faith to get up out of the bed and walk in what he has for you every day and it's always greater than the capacity that's on the inside of you because God is pulling you into the next level of obedience he's pulling you into the next place of growth and it takes faith to get there say I can't do it by myself I need Jesus No. Amen. God, if you don't show up, then I can't get it done. I can't tell you how many times I prayed that in the morning. I mean, sometimes before I'm out of the bed. Jesus. Listen, I really believe that there's people here this morning that you could get it done whether God helped you or not. I mean, some of us have good talent and good knowledge and good understanding. And we can put our hand to stuff, and we can get it done. And it's not that you're not saved. It's just that you've, you've been doing what you've been doing long enough to get by. And you can get it done, amen? You've learned how to do what it is that you do. You could run your business, whether you were anointed to run your business or not, because you've learned how to run your business. You've learned how to keep accounting. You've learned how to write checks. You've, you've, you've learned how to do it, amen? You, you've learned how to make investments, whether the favor of God is on your life or not. I mean, a lot of people in the world out there are getting rich. Come on, somebody, amen? They've they've learned how to make investments, amen? But how many of you understand that God will never allow us to come to a place in life where we no no longer have to live dependent on Him and live a life of faith? And why is that? Why? Because God wants me to grow into the fullest capacity that He has for my destiny. He wants me to keep on growing. And in order to do that, He constantly presents me with situations where I have to be totally dependent on him that I can't get done in my own strength. The things that I can do in my own strength just keep me on the same playing field. But he's constantly challenged me to go further, to go deeper, to get stronger, and to become more dependent on him. Listen to me this morning. That's why some of you have felt overwhelmed. That's why some of y'all have been stressed out and when situations come into your life and that's why you felt like when everything was going right and all of a sudden all hell broke loose in your life and now you don't know what to do. Come on, amen. Everything looked good. Now all of a sudden it's been flipped upside down and you can't take it anymore. And you're and you wondering why everything's off. you're starting to wonder why everything got all flipped around on you. What happened? I was doing good. I was going to church. Things were looking good. Now all of a sudden everything's falling apart. God, where are you? Well, God's, Reaching down from the next level of your life and saying, come on up here, i got more for you. You've been on that level long enough. Hmm? You've been doing that long enough. You've been, doing, you've been there long enough. Oh, my God, come on, somebody. Amen? And it's, he does that because he doesn't want us to arrive at a destination that we can fully occupy. He wants us to continually be challenged. He wants to keep us from becoming mediocre. He wants to keep us from becoming complacent from getting settled in so that when we arrive in a new dimension that he's called us to, we're prepared to move into it by faith and we're not moving into it by our own strength so that we're dependent on him. God wants to increase our capacity to live beyond just being a warrior for Christ on Sunday. Hmm? He wants us to really be a flame of fire every day, a light in the dark world, living our life through the, through the light of eternity. Through that perspective, amen? Hallelujah. God wants you to be a businessman. can move in influence and change a generation. So he allows us to be challenged in life. He allows challenges to come to us. So it creates dependency on him, and it causes our faith to grow. I mean, that's how we work out faith muscles. The Bible says each man is given a measure of faith. Do you know what? You can work it out. You only have so much muscle in your body, but how many know if you go down to the gym and you work out, it's going to get bigger? Hmm? And it's going to get stronger. They ain't, ain't that you got more muscle. It's that you're taking the muscle you got and you turn it into big muscle. What was small muscle becomes big muscle. So he does that to build our faith, to create dependency on him. And he compounds that through the art of apothecary. Uh, it's a holy anointing oil that he begins to blend into our lives. And he, and he takes all the situations of our life and he blends us into this thing that becomes anointed and holy. Isn't that awesome? How many of you recognize that the anointing God allows to come on your life is really never for you? God didn't anoint you so you can be anointed. Although sometimes I watch Christian television and wonder. Ooh. Did he go there? Whatever God works in your life, It's for those people that he's assigned to you. You're anointed for the people that you encounter. You're anointed. Listen to me. God puts things in your life. He anoints you for things in your life for the people that he puts in your life. It's not for you. Come on, somebody. Amen. You're not anointed to be anointed. That's why when you went through what you went through, it it shapes you and prepares you for the people that God's sending you through to you. Amen. It's for the people that are going to meet you on your path, on your journey. You went through it so you can be a help to somebody. Come on. That's why some of us, we went through a bad marriage and we got pulled out of that bad marriage because you're about to meet somebody else that's getting ready to go through a bad marriage and now you got something to offer them. So, Well, God hates divorce. Well, you already went through it. Now be a help to somebody. He's going to take what the devil intended for destruction and use it for a blessing, not just in your life, but for those people that you're going to encounter in your life. Amen? That's why God gave some of us the grace to get through bad business or through bankruptcy, because we're bound to meet some people in business that need some help. Hmm? That need some hope. That need some encouragement. Amen? Hallelujah. That's why when you, when you met that young man that, that, that had a dream, and he doesn't know how to work it out, but guess what? Here you are. You've been through that. You've been through that hill. You've been through that stress. You've been through that pressure. And now all of a sudden, you can give him some help. You can give him some hope. You can give him some encouragement. Because you've been through it, amen? So when you understand that, that then you realize that there's nothing that happens in your life by accident whether the intent of it was for good or evil, it's still not by accident, amen? There's been a compounding that God takes everything in your life, and there's been a compounding that takes place inside of you. God begins to work it out for your good, for his good, amen? And I mean, oh, God is a very skilled chemist, amen? He works it out to the art of the perfume or the apothecary. In other words, this stuff just isn't happening in your life. There's not random acts of offense and random acts of revenge and random acts of love going on in your life. God's working all those things in you as a chemist in your life to make you a sweet-smelling perfume. I mean, God's a very skilled chemist. Come on, somebody say he's skilled. And he's blending the ingredients of your life to make you into the most effective person that you can be. Come on, that's good news for some of us. Come on, wives, that's good news for some of your husbands. Amen? Come on, husbands, that's good news for some of you wives. Amen? So when you get mad at them sometimes, you need to look at them and go, God is working something good. Hallelujah. God's doing something great. They're going to smell so good when he's done. Boy, they were really nasty to me this morning. They must be going to be smelling really good tomorrow. Oh, Jesus. That term, apothecary, literally means the skill or or the the art of apothecary, that phrase, literally means the skill, the knowledge, or the understanding of the one who is blending the ingredients. It's the person, the chemist, it's his skill. God is so skilled. He's so intelligent. He knows so much. How many agree with me that if he could create the universe, he has to know what's going on in my life. Amen? I mean, know this morning, sometimes you pay more money for some perfume than you pay for other perfume, huh? Isn't that right? You can get Old Spice for $8 a bottle, or you can get Polo for $40. Come on. Some perfume costs more than others. Sometimes on a birthday or anniversary, men will go out, and they'll buy their wife some really expensive perfume, and we look for the high-quality stuff, don't we? Mm. You you don't go down to flea market and buy that knockoff chanel. Chanel number seven. What the seven? You better be getting me five. Hmm? What is seven? Oh, that's five's cousin. Twice removed. Smell almost just like it. Mm, you being cheap. Come on, Amen. But we go out and we look for the high-quality stuff, and, and the high-quality stuff's been blended with the best ingredients to smell good. The better it smells, the better the ingredients, ingredients amen? How many of you, if you walk into a perfume shop in some areas like over in Beverly Hills or down in Palm Beach, they will actually have an apothecary right there in that store that will blend a perfume for your skin and your physical makeup and make a perfume that is custom-made to blend with your, your scent. I mean, that ain't cheap. Hmm? Some of this stuff costs $1,000 an ounce. Hmm? What are you wearing? I'm wearing Jason. (laughs) Ha-ha. You smell like Jason. Are you wearing Jason? He said the first ingredient, 500 shekels of myrrh. Everybody say myrrh. Myrrh. Now watch this real close. This is important. Some of you here this morning, this will be good for you because it will really help you make your life make some sense to you. Amen. Myrrh was a spice that was bitter. Everybody say bitter. Myrrh by itself is very bitter. And in the Bible, it always denoted bitter circumstances. It talked about the things in life that, that are not pleasant to your taste, things that, 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 that challenge your taste, actually. Amen. It's interesting to me that when the wise men came to present the gifts to Jesus, they brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. There was myrrh there. So what are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying that there are those places in our life that God allows us to come to that are very bitter or seem very bitter to us, but they end up driving us to him. Come on, how many know in some bitter places you have the opportunity to become better? Hmm? John Bevere says it this way, you're going to be one of two people. You're either going to be bitter or better. But every offense in your life is going to do something to you. Once you're offended by somebody or once you're offended by a person, it's going to do one of two things. You will never be the same, number one. But one of two things will happen to you. You'll either become better through the experience or you'll become bitter. But when the offense comes, you're never the same again.
3: With Century 21 All Professional, Ed told me about a great financing program for first-time buyers. What program? Well, if you're a first-time buyer or haven't owned a home in the last three years, you could qualify for up to $10,000 in down payment assistance and move into a home with little money of your own. With home prices and interest rates going up, there's no better time to buy a home than now and no more landlord. This sounds like something I need to check out. What's Ed Meyer's number? 772-342-0047. 772-342-0047. Seven, seven, zero, zero, What's that again? 772-342-0047. Seven, seven, zero, zero, I'm calling Ed Myers today. Maybe you could come to my housewarming party soon. I'll be there.
0: Our products can be seen at AccessAbledesigns.com as well as my personal life story. I look forward to hearing from you. For more information, you can contact us at 877-853-7816. That number again is 877-853-7816.
3: Ignite Your World Ministries, Truth Church and all its affiliate ministries Thanks, Destiny Network and Bishop Tony Miller. Destiny Network International exists to serve pastors, local churches, and ministry leaders that make up Destiny Network International. For more information on joining the Destiny Network, go to www.destinynetwork.org.